Hey everybody, today on Rado Runs Through, it's time for some more crowd sorcery. We're going to be talking about some of the most exciting crowdfunding campaigns that are ending before the next episode airs on May 17th. But before I get to suggesting, as always, I'm going to pass it off to Richard to talk about some of the campaigns that the channel has already covered. So might I suggest some crowd sorcery? Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, everybody, I know Alex has a big list of really awesome-sounding games to let you know about. He's done a lot of research, and I want to get you back to him ASAP. But before we uh, hear about the new stuff, let me tell you about five games that have already appeared on the channel and will be ending their runs. These are all great games, starting with Paperback, the 10th Anniversary Edition, plus Typewriter. Now, this is ending its run on May 4th, and you don't want to miss out on this, folks, because Paperback is already one of the greatest deck builders of all time. And this new 10th Anniversary Edition adds a really cool new solo mode that Ruel demonstrated in a run-through. A new, very cool, alternate drafting way to play the standard game. It adds a new type of cards, genres, unlockable cards, and if you get the Deluxe Edition, it comes with completely new art from some of the hottest artists working in the industry. And if all that weren't enough to celebrate the 10th anniversary, there's an extra game you can get called Typewriter that is best described as Scrabble meets Bananagram. So if you want the ultimate travel word game, you'll want to check out Typewriter 2. All of that ends on May 4th. Next up, we've got Forges of Ravenshire. Now, I did a preview for this one, and I know from personal experience just how much fun this entwined uh, dice drafting game is that borrows ideas from um, uh, Raiders of the North Sea, but really improves on them with an incredibly satisfying and rich engine building game where every die you grab has so many different meanings to it. You use it multiple times over the course of the round as you forge really great uh, pieces of armor and weapons and all of that super sharp, very fun drafting engine building game. You can check out my preview to learn more. You'll find it on the Kickstarter page. Then there's Weirdwood Manor, which ends on May 11th, as does Forges of Ravenshire, by the way, both ending on May 11th. Weirdwood Manor is a cooperative haunted house defense game where the board itself is alive. It's a cool circular thing where there's rings that can rotate around that change the corridors of how rooms connect to one another. And it's a really sharp game full of incredibly powerful combo crafting because your characters have special powers, your cards have special powers, and the rooms you're trying to get to have special powers. And when you can make all that work together, it's very cool. Shay did a very fun run-through of it, and Ryan did a rules how to play as well. So uh, you definitely learned a lot about this game, and I think it looks pretty cool, and it ends on May 11th. Okay, then on May 12th, Teotihuacan, the deluxe master set, is going to be
be ending its run. It's been hugely successful. No surprise, because it's already an incredibly popular game. And this new Deluxe Edition comes with really cool new upgraded pieces, comes with alternate board art. It's a big box thing that collects all the previous expansions into one big super collection. But most importantly to me, it's a little thing, but they have updated and created a new advanced rule set for the worship worship uh, action spots that improves the game immensely. I am so excited about this. And uh, you can learn more about that and everything else on the Kickstarter page. This is ending its run on the 12th, and Kimberly did a very fun run-through to celebrate. Um, and then finally, oh, we've got Pioneer Rails. This one will be ending on May 17th. And this is... It's not a roll and write because you use cards instead of dice, but oh my gosh, this is a multi-use card game roll and write where each card that you're picking from every round is both allowing you to expand and uh, rail networks. You know, uh, you know, think. Age of Steam and that kind of thing, or, you know, Ticket to Ride, although the complexity is somewhere between those two extremes, but each card is also contributing to a poker hand you're trying to build. Really sharp. One of the crunchier rolling rights I have played recently, and I was super duper impressed by Pioneer Rails, which ends on May 17th. Okay, folks, that is it. I promised I'd get in and out quick. Now, Alex, tell us what else you've got. All right, thanks for that info, Richard. Make sure to check out those videos when you get a chance to see if any of those big name campaigns are right for you. Anyways, before we start, I wanted to ask a quick question to the crowd. What do you think about these crowd sorcery videos? What kind of stuff do you want to see more of and what kind of stuff do you want to see less of? How can we improve these videos to make sure that this is a segment that you look forward to every few weeks? I just want to know, so let me know in the comments and thanks in advance. Anyways, let's get into it. There's only one game on our rapid fire honorable mentions this week, so here it is. The first game that we're going to, and only game that we're going to be talking about on the honorable mentions is Julius Caesar Enhanced Edition, which is on Kickstarter until May 4th. Now, this campaign is for the physically and graphically updated version of Julius Caesar, which is actually one of the top 50 war games on Board Game Geek. So, if you're into war games and you want to get in on a classic, with a brand new look uh, to make sure you know you get a chance to be a part of that BGG top 50 then make sure to check this one out anyways now that that's out of the way let's get into the real deal the real crowd sorcery all right first campaign that we're going to be talking about today is on kickstarter until may 4th and that is flutter now flutter is a very charming tile laying game for two to five players that's all about placing these butterflies in a meadow now, in the game, you're going to be selecting these butterfly tiles by going around the stacks that are in sort of this tile rondelle. And personally, I love a good rondelle mechanic, so immediately I was intrigued by this game. Now, once you've picked up your tile, you're going to add it to the metal and gain any petals for any flowers that you match on the corners of those tiles. And you'll have to pay the amount of petals that you don't match, right? So you have to make sure that you can afford all of the tiles that you place and things like that. I think once you place your tile, then you get to place your B, which will score some bonus points when it's fully enclosed, which kind of reminds me of, I guess, like the Abbot in Carcassonne or something like that. So uh, an interesting mechanic to be sure. Anyways... You know, I love the shapes of this one. I love the colors of this one. I feel like it's going to be really simple to learn, but definitely 
gonna have some tricky tile placement decisions happening as the game goes on. I like that the shapes are all different shapes and sizes, which you know, turn a Carcassonne style tile layer into something a little bit more. So if you're looking for a lightweight tile laying game that promises to be as strategic as it is cute, then might I suggest Flutter. And this one, as I mentioned before, ends on Kickstarter on May 4th. May the 4th be with you, as we all know. Anyways, next one up is a silly little one. It's called Dice Barons, which is on Kickstarter until May 5th. Now this game is a dice placement and castle building game for two to four players where players will be competing to have the largest castle by the end of the game. It seems pretty simple, right? In the game, you're going to be rolling dice on your turn and adding them to your castle based on the placement rules. Now, the placement rules are, you know, there's a number of different faces on each of the die. The orange faces are roofs, so those can only be visible from the top of your castle. The gray faces are walls and can only be visible from the side, so you can't put the gray face on top, for example. And purple faces are what they call coats of arms, which are basically interior rooms, and those can't be visible at all from the outside of your castle. So placing these dice in order and in a very strategic way will not only build your castle up, but it will also determine the scoring of what you end up with at the end of the game. So at the end of the game, you're going to check to see if you have a legal castle. This is very interesting, and it's, you know, common in games like these to make mistakes, so don't, you know, don't be too sad about it. But if you do, you'll have to burn down your castle a little bit, and that's never going to be good for your final score. But once you determine that you have a legal castle, then you're going to score points for each die multiplied by the level that it's on. So each legal die multiplied times the level that it's on. So uh, one on the first level will be worth one, and one on the fifth level will be worth five. So as you can imagine, the higher you build your castle, the better. This one seems really simple, quick to pick up, uh, could either be sort of this fun multiplayer solitaire kind of, uh, you know, race to the top kind of situation, or I, it could also, it also has a mode where it can be a little bit more combative, a little bit more competitive. Uh, they have a mechanic that they've added in that you don't have to play with, it's optional, but it's called the catapults, catapult dice, and these ones will... Uh, give you the opportunity to potentially damage other people's castles and uh, or protect yours. So if you're looking for a sort of push your luck stacking dice stacking game that makes you feel like you're actually building a castle without overstaying its welcome certainly on the table then might I suggest Dice Barons and like I mentioned before this one will be on Kickstarter until May 5th. All right. Next one in the list is Taiwan Night Market, which is on Kickstarter until May 6th. So one day at a time. Here we go. This one is an auction game, pure auction game for two to four players about procuring the perfect street market stalls and then using those vendors to sell delicious treats to the customers that are wandering by. In the game, you're going to select some hidden customers each round, and then you're going to bid on the stalls that you're going to add to the market in this round. In the auction round, there's two rounds of bidding, which I think is pretty interesting. So even if you don't get the one you want on the first try, you still have a chance to box someone else out of something in the second round. Right. Uh, once the auction is resolved, the customers will be revealed and then will travel throughout the market until they find either a stall that they match with or reach the end of the path. Right. So you'll know some information about some customers that everybody else doesn't know. So you can use that to your advantage. 
any customer that stops in your stall will give you some money, which is great, which, you know, you can use that in future auctions and at the end of the game, whoever has the most cash wins. So make sure you are getting that cash. This game has some really intriguing mechanics. I, I, I love auction games, really, I, I do, even though a lot of times I'm really bad at them, but I think that there's enough sort of hidden information and competition in this one to make the auctions, or make the motivation behind the auctions a little bit more strategic, which I think is great. So uh, I think, you know, this one is going to feel like an exciting game with some great player interaction, and plus, I mean, you can't uh, leave out the amazing art that's in this one. It just has such a cool, vibrant style. It really feels like uh, it, it matches that Taiwan night market setting and makes you get immersed in the in the in the theme of the game so i love games like that and the art in this one is definitely worth mentioning so if you're looking for a fast-paced and competitive auction game with some amazingly detailed art and plenty of back and forth gamesmanship i think to to keep the game keep every game exciting then might i suggest taiwan night market and this one is ending on may 6th so make sure to check that one out all right, next up is uh, an interesting one called Tacticon. This one will be on Kickstarter until May 8th. Now, this one is really just a purely strategic abstract game. It's for two players, and it plays in about 10 or 15 minutes. So immediately, that feels good. That feels like it is something that I'm always looking for, a quick two-player game, right? In this game, you're going to be deploying your fleet of these polyhedrons to accomplish one of two win conditions, right? Either you capture your opponent's pentagon, which the pentagon is weak, but it can move around the board really quickly, so difficult to capture, kind of like the golden snitch or something like that. Uh, and then uh, the other win condition is you can maintain control of the two yellow hexes that are in the middle of the board, and you have to maintain it until the end of your opponent's turn. But if you do, then you'll win the game. So it seems easy enough. The objectives seem easy enough, that is. But I just know that as you play it, there's just going to be tons of that sort of hidden strategy in this one. Because you're, you know, you're abstractly moving these characters around the board. And I think there's a lot of moves that you can pull off that you wouldn't always expect. Now, your fleet that you are going to be deploying is made out of 13 pieces, and each of those 13 pieces, there are four different types of pieces. There are circles, triangles, squares, and pentagons, which are able to move the amount of spaces based on the number of sides. So circles can move one space, and pentagons can move up to five spaces, which is, you know, gets you around the board pretty quickly. The movement discrepancy, though, is sort of offset by their attack power. So the slowest shapes, like the circle, for example, are the most powerful and can and can attack most things, but it's harder for them to get to them. So it seems like it's going to balance out pretty well. It reminds me, this Tacticon definitely reminds me a lot of Hive and other abstract sort of chess-like games. I think definitely think it... it feels a lot lighter than chess, which in my opinion is pretty good. Although, you know, don't come for me chess purists, of course. Uh, I think I also, one of the things I liked about it was the intuitive nature of the shapes. You know, they can move as far as the number of sides that they have. I think that makes a lot of sense and it just kind of flows really smoothly. Makes sure that you can get the rules pretty quickly. So 
I feel like they should really just do that with chess anyways. I mean, there. what's the reason that a horse can kind of move in an L shape? It just doesn't make any sense. I never really got it. So anyways, I'm not here to bash on chess, but if you missed out on that Santorini campaign, but you still want to scratch that abstract strategy itch in its sort of most simplified streamlined form, then might I suggest Tacticon, which is on Kickstarter until May 8th. All right. Moving right along, next one up is a one called Alter, Realms of the Gods, which is on Kickstarter until May 10th. Now, this is a tactical card game for two to five players where you're going to be playing as these ancient gods seeking to become the most revered deity. I mean, it seems like that's what they always want to do, right? In the game, players are going to be drafting follower cards and then playing them from their hands to take special actions that will either increase their gods following or protect them from attacks from their opponents. So you have to be wise. There's a lot of hand management happening in this one. So each card has at least one symbol on it and uh the player that if a player has at least three of the ritual symbols in their hands they can also instead of doing the regular action right they can discard those three ritual symbols in their hand to build a shrine which you'll need to build you'll need to have at least one of those to win the game so make sure you keep that in mind now as soon as the player has placed enough shrines and altars to sort of uh satisfy their god's requirements right or if you run out of followers or shrines in the supply then the game is over and whoever has completed the objective the best and ultimately has the most shrines wins right the shrines being the tiebreaker this game seems really tactical it's got a lot of clever hand management strategy packed into a fairly simple concept from what it seems really what makes this game stand out though i think is the art as you know I always like to bring up. The art style is very gaudy, but it seems really intricate. It feels like some Magic the Gathering concept art, or just like tossed aside sketches that they use for this, which is really, really cool. I think every card really just makes you want to pause and look at it, so I don't know if that will add to the playtime, but we'll have to see. Anyway, so if you're looking for a truly, truly beautiful game that has a lot of interesting characters and abilities that make it feel like it's going to be super replayable, then might I suggest Alter Realms of the Gods, which is ending on May 10th. All right, moving on. The next one up is a game called Starlight, which is on Kickstarter on May until May 11th. Now, this one is sort of more of an economic game. It's an economic point-to-point -point movement game for two to five players where you're going to be jetting around the galaxy, right? You're going to be buying and you're going to be selling these relics for maximum profit, which, of course, everybody loves to do. In the game, you're going to be moving around this board. You're going to be using two different resources, which I think is interesting. You have to use one resource that will let you move horizontally and one resource will let you move vertically on the board. Once you've landed on a space in the market, you can buy a relic for this sort of ever-changing market price, right? So the price of the relic is determined by the amount of symbols in your horizontal rows and vertical columns, right? Which can change the value of things as you move around the board. As you move around the map, you know, if you get into a row and column that has more of the symbols of the relic that you have, then that relic becomes more valuable. So there's a lot of you know, timing and you, you know, getting to the right place at the right time in this game, which I think is really cool and very tactical. If you are the player 
with the most cash at the end of the game because you sold your relics for the most profit, then, you know, you win the game. Of course. That's how economics work. Anyways, maybe it's the gems. Maybe it's just kind of the general vibe of the game. But I, I feel like this feels like a splendor. A little less engine building, certainly, but a little bit more movement strategy added into it. So if those that sort of tactical movement around a board is kind of more of your cup of tea, then definitely, definitely going to want to check this one out. It feels really tactical. The market is always shifting, which means that you can only really do what you can do on your turn, which is, you know, the, that sort of quick time strategy is something that I really love. I think you... You know, I love a good game where you just have to make the most of the situation presented to you on your turn, and I definitely think that Starlight is one of those games. So, if you're looking for a clever economic game that emphasizes tactical strategy and timing on the way to becoming the richest trader in the galaxy, then might I suggest Starlight, which is, again, ending on Kickstarter on May 11th. Alright. Next one up is a game called To Glory. With an exclamation point. This one is on Kickstarter until May 12th. This is a really, really interesting, actually, pickup and delivery game. It's got a dexterity twist to it. It's for two to four players. You're going to be playing as different pirate captains, sailing the seven seas, collecting different treasures, and most importantly, firing your cannons. And this is the most, impo most important part of the game, but we'll get to that in a sec. In this game, you're going to be navigating around the board. You're going to be exploring different islands, but your ship isn't going to be on its own for long. The board, the ships are pretty big and the board is mm, pretty small. So uh, you're going to be gaining victory points for gathering different treasure chests around the board, which you'll use maps to try to find. But you're also going to be able to rack up some victory points by attacking your opponents, which is where the dexterity element comes in. So you're going to take some cannonball cubes and you're actually going to physically fire them at your rival captains using these little flicking mechanisms on your ship. Uh, you can also fire from, other than your ship, you can also fire from the gun tower and you can also fire from the Kraken, which I don't really know how that works, but it seems really great. Anyways, I think the draw of the game is definitely the novelty of this one. I've played plenty of pirate games in my day, certainly, but none of them actually let me fire the physical cannibals at my rival, and I feel like that's a really thematic part of it. So I am super stoked of, to check this one out for sure. It reminds me of the thrill of a game like Ice Cool, for example, which, you know, uh, things could really go really great or really, really terribly, depending on one sort of flick of your, your pawn. So... I will say this game definitely feels a little bit more forgiving than a game like Ice Cool though, so I think, you know, it's definitely worth checking out. So if you're looking for a game that's got a fantastic toy factor, I mean, you just want to keep firing those cannibals all night long, and, and it's got really simple, simple enough gameplay for the whole family to join in and get a chance to fire some cannibals, then might I suggest To Glory. And this one, again, like I mentioned before, is ending on May 12th on Kickstarter. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, a couple more left. 
Next one is called Milkman. Now, Milkman is on Kickstarter until May 12th as well. This one is a dice rolling, engine building game for two to four players where you're going to be playing as local dairy farmers, trying to build up your milk empire all the way from cow to customer. And I mean, I've never really seen a theme like this before, so I'm pretty stoked. In the game, you're gonna be rolling custom dice to determine your actions on the round. Simple as that, right? You're gonna be able to do everything from you're gonna be able to milk your cows, you're gonna be able to upgrade your farm, or even deliver your milk bottles to your customers, depending on what you roll. And that last one is gonna be important. Now, you're gonna keep taking actions and building out your farm assembly line as it were, until all players have finished the final round, at which point you check your scores, and whoever has the most points, based on the satisfied customers that they've served, will win. So make sure you serve your customers their milk. Anyways, the gameplay in Milkman, it seems pretty straightforward as far as sort of like an engine building game goes, but I really love the theme. I think it reminds me a lot of the farming theme in Three Sisters or something like that. It feels really thematic and it makes for plenty of strategy that feels super intuitive because it's kind of part of the process, right? It's like viticulture, right? You have to, you know, you have to do all the steps to make the wine in this one. You have to do all the steps to serve the milk to your customers. So I think that all, all the games that kind of have that sort of assembly line to it really feel like, you know, you, you know how to play even before you start playing. You know, and, and I will also say, I mean, who doesn't love a good cow meeple? I mean, these little cow meeples feel adorable and that's kind of hard to pass up, I'd say. Um, anyways, if you are yearning for the olden days of sort of like an Uve farming simulator game, or if you're just looking for a light and fun Euro with a cute and unique theme, then might I suggest Milkman. And this one, again, is going to be on Kickstarter until May 12th. All right, two more left. This next one is called Papillon Gardens, which is on Kickstarter until May 16th. Now, this one is an adorable little roll and flip and stamp and write game for 1 to 100 players where you're going to be trying to build the best garden to attract attracts the most butterflies. Now, the reason why I say roll and flip and stamp and write, well, it's not a roll and write. I mean, I guess it technically is in that category, but you're going to use all of these different elements when building out your board. In the game, you're going to be selecting cards and dice to determine the flowers and critters that you're going to be adding to your garden on this turn. All of the things that you add to your garden have the potential to score based on the various objectives that were revealed at the beginning of the game. So that all is pretty straightforward. After 10 rounds, you're going to tally up your score and whoever has the most points has attracted the most butterflies and wins the game. Now, I love the look of this one. It is really beautiful and it includes these different colored stamps in the game, which I feel just take it to the next level. I, you know, these roll and write games I have enjoyed, for example, for cartographers, you know, I added some colored pencils into it to really make the map start to pop. But the fact that this game already has all of that sort of built in, I think is just a huge plus and I'm really excited to see like the production of this one for sure. The game itself looks really fun, pretty straightforward gameplay, which makes this one feel like it, it really could have some legs as like a gateway game, especially because it has such an inviting theme. You know, people look at the box and they want it and they see the stamps and they're like, oh, that's kind of an interesting concept. Let's get into it. So if you love yourself a good roll and write and you want one that's going to give you this beautifully stamped player sheet at the end of the game, that's 
might look nice enough to frame, to be honest, then might I suggest Papillon Gardens, which is going to be ending on May 16th. All right, the final one on our list today is a game called Berserkers. Now, this one, again, is on Kickstarter until May 16th. This is actually for all you solo gamers out there. It's a dice placement solo game where you're going to be playing as these three Berserkers trying to complete your objectives before the Shadow Riders can foil your plans. So in the game, you're going to be rolling dice and placing them to determine your actions for the round. Pretty straightforward. Some of the actions will include moving or advancing towards your final objectives or even gambling. So that could be really interesting. I don't really know what that implies, but hey, I'm all for it. Anyways, the goal of the game is to light these eight protective fires and mark the three shadow riders that might be chasing you all while, all while trying to sort of complete the requests of the king. Now, the game difficulty can be scaled up based on how many requests you take at the beginning of the game. So, you know, I like that it has the ability to be scaled, which I think is, is a good feature in all solo games. Now, I personally am not a huge solo gamer myself, but this one definitely intrigues me. I think it seems like it the difficulty scaling is a is a great is a big plus for me for sure and it definitely seems like it has lots of replayability because the board itself is a bunch of different locations that are all sort of modular so that will change the vibe of the game every time i think plus i think that they they also mentioned that even though it's supposed to strictly be a solo game you can choose to play it with more players as kind of a cooperative experience so i think uh, you know, that seems really great. I love a game that has a little bit of versatility, so that's definitely a green flag for me. So if you want a simple yet challenging solo game all about some of these hardcore Viking warriors that packs a, sort of a lot of strategy, it looks like, in a little box, then might I suggest Berserkers. And again, like I mentioned before, this one will be ending on Kickstarter on May 16th. Anyways, that does it for today's episode of Crowd Sorcery. If there's any games that I missed that you're really interested in, or if you're just stoked on some of the games that I did mention, then drop me a note in the comments. As always, don't forget to subscribe to this channel and check out my channel called Mine I Suggest while you're at it. And if you've already subscribed to both channels, then great! Feel free to check out some of the other recent videos that we've done so that we can help you find your perfect board game. Anyways, thanks for watching. I'll see you again in two weeks. As always, I'm Alex, your board game sommelier, signing off.